best songwriters seem to create the most incredible songs from even the most routine of situations. I love how some of the singer-songwriters of the 70s incorporated their real-life experiences and stories into their music. When making his 1976 album, The Pretender, Jackson Brown didn't have far to go from where he lived to the studio, so he rarely stopped to put gas in his car. Brown used that idea of traveling on his nearly empty gas tank as a metaphor for moving so fast in life that the connection with others was sacrificed. And with that, he penned the song, Running on Empty. Interesting, isn't it? I can't tell you of how many times I've heard somebody say that phrase, I'm running on empty, especially this time of year. I'm a school teacher, and trust me when I say that it's super common right around mid to late May, especially for music teachers to feel super busy, overwhelmed, and exhausted, um, letting go of what's left in the tank to get everything done. Some days it honestly takes every last bit of energy, every last ounce of patience, and a real dig for willingness to plow forward to get through a school day as kids are looking forward to summer vacation just a few weeks away. As a father of two teenagers, a husband, a teacher, a videographer, a church worship leader, a composer, sometimes it seems there's less hours in the day than responsibilities to complete. And though it all manages to get done, sometimes it takes all of our energy and every last push that we have to get it all done. After a full day of teaching, then coming home to make dinner, then probably an evening meeting or rehearsal and some schoolwork and doing something with the kids, it's not uncommon for around 9 o'clock to roll around and me to say, I feel like I'm running on empty. For my listeners who are believers, have you ever prayed your way through a day? Like every five minutes, God, give me the strength to get through this. I'm exhausted, but I want to do my best. Have you ever felt like you needed to be everything to everyone? People need us for work. People need us for emotional support. People need us for physical assistance or support. Our children need us for comfort, food, to provide shelter. Some people even rely on us for our leadership abilities. Some rely on us to be on standby, to be there when they need us. And to be honest, when you think about all those things, it can be overwhelming and even exhausting just to think about. What happens when you give your all and then something else calls for your all and your tank just doesn't have what it needs in it? What happens when you work, give, toil so much that you feel like you're literally running on fumes with nothing left in the tank? And then there's the emotional side of it. Besides feeling drained physically, many of us feel emotionally drained also. When we feel this way, why is it hard to fulfill our obligations or do the things we normally love to do? The reason is simple. Most of us, even when running on empty, still press forward. But when the tank is full, it's easier to be passionate and energetic about what we do. But when the tank is low, what we're doing tends to feel more like a chore and is harder to do. Why do we press forward? You may have heard this quote from Jerry West when he said, You can't get much done in life if you only work on the days when you feel good. Well, in my humblest opinion, I think it's all about finding a balance between self-care and finding your strength and your rest in Christ. You see, there are many times in my life I can remember when I've been running on empty, and I'm not just referring to making a comment about it late in the evening. I literally mean I was at the point where I didn't have any more to give. There have been many times when I felt I've been on an emotional treadmill. Life is going faster and faster, and it seems to be difficult to slow it down. And I often wonder how I can keep up with the pace. 
I wonder if many of you feel the same way. How many of you have been thrown off the treadmill as the speed passes beyond what we could handle? Maybe for some of you, as you're listening today, you're thinking to yourself, I just have no more to give. I've been trying to do the right thing, fulfill all my responsibilities, but I feel like I'm going nowhere. Well, before you throw in the towel, I want to share some insight into how God has worked in my own life and how he worked in the lives of others as well. The last episode of our podcast was about taking responsibility, and I found it kind of ironic that after that, God has pointed me in the direction of feeling empty this week, just after sharing about fulfilling responsibilities and taking responsibility when needed. When we take more responsibility, doesn't that tire us out? Well, it might if you try to do everything in your own power, but it doesn't have to. Burnout is a real issue, but there are ways we can avoid it and still do the things we need to do and the things we love to do. My first suggestion to you today is to seek and take rest when you need to. This is probably the hardest pill to swallow. Self-care is essential. You can't be everything to everyone else and be nothing to yourself, or you won't have anything left to give others. I've heard people refer to it sometimes as mental health days. Well, whatever you call them, there are times in life when we just need to take a step back, and that might mean letting things pile up or having responsibilities be shared with other people. For me, it means sometimes I have to say no to things. Sometimes I have to say no to doing work in the evenings and just enjoy detaching from work responsibilities and spending time doing something relaxing. Sometimes it's playing a game with the family. Sometimes it's sitting out at a fire out back and making s'mores and just enjoying each other's company. For me, the real issue of taking these types of breaks was always that it made more work for me in the end, or at least it seemed like it. For example, if I take a day off of school, I have to prepare notes for a substitute, print out lesson plans, record videos, make extra posts, make sure everything is just perfectly in order before I go. But then, on that day off, I can detach. And trust me, for as much as I feel personally invested in what I do every day, it's hard. But I have to trust I have to trust that I've left what I need, that the people who are filling in for me will do what's needed, and that my students will follow the directions and do what they've been asked. I can't worry about the what-ifs or the buts or the if they don't, then I'll have to. Yeah, our bodies were designed to need rest. You can either wait until you're totally maxed out and collapse in total exhaustion, which by the way is not what I recommend. Or take the healthier approach and begin to incorporate rest in your life. It is so hard to do. I mean, there are still weeks when the schedule is jam-packed. A good example would be the last few weeks. I moved my daughter home from college. We had our school musical. We've done in-person concerts. We've recorded for virtual concerts. I have videography commitments in the evenings. The schedule is jam-packed. For me, That's why this time of year seems especially exhausting and makes the rest period that follows so rewarding. Yes, I know some of you have differing opinions on teachers and getting off their summer vacation, but I can assure you, after 23 years in education, first, I don't have the whole summer off between side jobs and band camp and commitments with the kids. It's really only a few weeks. And second, this break is the unplug and the R&R that teachers need to be rejuvenated and ready to go again in August to start the cycle over. Look at the example of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. 
Elijah had experienced a wide range of emotions and expended a great deal of physical, spiritual, and emotional energy in his life. In verses 3 through 8, we see about how he had just about reached the end of his rope, and God provided a much-needed rest for him. Listen to these words as I read these verses from the NIV. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom brush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled forty days and forty nights. Elijah literally felt like he had no more to give and collapsed in total exhaustion. For that time, he needed to slow down to take a break. How many of you resist the idea of slowing down? Will it throw off your schedule too much? Does it seem like it makes everything harder? Will you feel like you can't keep up if you slow down even a little? What about taking a break? For those of us with busy schedules, I can't recommend enough that you intentionally schedule time to rest, time to detach, time to do something you enjoy that feels like fun instead of work, time with family. I like to think of it this way. What if you started up your car and just drove and kept driving and never gave your car a break? What happens when the fuel tank gets low? What happens when the oil gets dirty and needs changed and really dirties up the engine? What happens when the engine starts to overheat? If we treat so many other things in life with the care that they need, we should do this for ourselves too. The second thing I'd like to recommend to you when you feel like you're running on empty is to take time to rediscover God. Set aside time to talk to him every day, just you and him. No outside distractions, no pressing issues, just you and him having a conversation. When you're overworked, emotionally drained, it's easy to think that everyone and everything is against you. When we no longer have much in the tank, even God can seem distant. When we're running on fumes, we tend to wander aimlessly and take much longer to get where God wants us to be. Later in that same passage I read earlier, Elijah arrives at a cave and stays there, and it takes an awful lot for him to come out might have been fear, uncertainty, or just feeling done. We need to come out of our cave and rediscover God sometimes too. You see, God is with us when things are going great and schedules are humming along, and he's there with you when things are tough too. Rediscovering God requires us to emotionally downshift, using a car reference there. Maybe we need to move to a lower gear for just a little bit. This might be slowing down and taking time. This might be removing noise from our lives. It certainly feels harder to talk to God when we're inundated with other things. Get into the scriptures. Start scheduling time to do a devotional or Bible study. As we dig into God's word, he speaks to us in both small and loud voices. And his reassurances give us just what we need to relight the fire. Or in the case of the metaphor I'm using today to refill the tank. Sometimes our duties begin before sunrise and end long after the stars appear. But when our low fuel light comes on, God gives us a gentle nudge to pull away or pull to the side of the road, even for just a bit, and fill up in his presence. 
I remember a story I heard once of a young college student. She was feeling pulled in a direction different than she was going. Always busy, always conflicted, always uncertain. Until she took time away, time to just detach. And we're talking several days here. And in that time of quietness alone with God, away from the busyness of everyday life and the pressures that she felt like were mounting from college, family, and friends, she heard God's voice. And it didn't stop there. When she followed the path she felt he was calling her on, she could now recognize his voice clearer than ever. Why? Because she took time to slow down before hitting the breaking point and took whatever time was needed until she made the connection with God that she truly desired. When we reach complete physical exhaustion, emotional drainage, and spiritual drought, we need to admit that we need a fuel found only from God. Take time to allow him to fill you with his presence and his power. You'll probably be asking yourself why you waited so long to pull over and fill up. Let's admit it. Most of us are tired. We feel burnt out, saturated with commitments and responsibilities, running like crazy on the treadmill of life. God wants us to slow down and allow him to adjust the speed of our lives. Maybe God's been working on you on this topic already and you've just been refusing or Maybe you've been apathetic to his heating. Today, I would challenge you with this. Even if you're happy with where you are and you think everything is going perfectly in life, reflect. We all need to reflect. Look at where you're putting your time, your talent, your energies. Are you on a sustainable path to pause when you need to pause and renew when you need to renew? Are you on a path that is glorifying him? When God works to fine-tune our lives, are you allowing him to speak to you? I encourage you today to examine your life with that lens. Make sure you take time to rest and renew so you can hear and be able to follow what he has for you. Even if everything seems like it couldn't be any better, I challenge you to reflect. As Christian author and pastor Max Licato once said, God likes you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Will you say this prayer together with me? Dear God, I can't do it all on my own. Forgive me for thinking I could. Thank you for filling me up. Help me always to remember to turn to you in everything. Amen. God wants nothing more than to have the most intimate of relationships with you. Take time to allow him to work in and through you. By taking time to reflect, to recharge, to re-examine, to realign, your tank will continue to be filled with just what you need at just the time you need it. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cube.